Okay, Tamarindos, to, this is March, and it's Women's History Month. And uh, as, a, as our mini-cast, we know we do these little mini-casts in between our full episodes. This is Brenda again. We are going to feature some chingonas. So <laughs> <laughs> the first one we have for you is Dr. Felisa Ortiz-Licón. She's the Senior Director of Education Leadership at the National Council of La Raza, but also, as of this recording, she's the only Latina on the California State Board of Education. She's mother, wife, sister, chingona, and, of course, a friend of mine, and she was willing to do this. So, hi, Felisa. Hi, Brenda. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for um, jumping on this little mini-cast interview. So, uh, it's Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. I'd like for you to tell me a little bit about how um, you, your, you, your identity as a woman and as a Latina comes into play in, in your leadership. Um, I think it has everything to do with leadership. You know, mm-hmm. one not having a lot of Latinas that have mentored me other than my family. Um, and that's only because, you know, we haven't always been in these spaces mm-hmm. that we're now in. But I come from a line of very strong women, uh, women that have always been about supporting each other and being strong on your own and standing on your own and not needing a man but wanting a man, in my case, as a, a straight woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in my case, as a, straight, uh, as a straight woman, just having a partner that was going to treat me as an equal. Um, and so for me, having those Latinas as models really makes me understand that Latina hermandad is needed in this work in leadership, you know, and, and also bringing who I am, my culture, uh, bringing my identity. I can't leave that at home because at the end of the day, that's who I am. And I bring it to every every single space that I occupy. I want to touch on that a little bit. I think you and I are very lucky because we work with all Latinas. Yeah. And we start from that starting point where mm-hmm. we all have a similar experience, similar background. Yeah. But I'm sure that hasn't always been the case in the different roles that you've had in your career. Can you tell me a little bit about how you bring your whole self to work in spaces where, where your whole self is not everybody else? Well, you know, one of the things that in working with Latinas, you almost forget that the world doesn't always run the way that we're used to, right? Mm-hmm. Um so one of the things that I'm very mindful of is being unapologetic about who I am, because I think that who I am is a reflection of a great community. Um, so I bring it, I bring it physically, emotionally. Uh, my red lipstick belongs in a board meeting, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I bring the red. Selena red, by the way, is amazing. Como la flor. <laughs> um, I bring it in the experiences and the talking points that I use, and. You know, I also know how to code switch. And so I think that's important. You know, you need to know how to speak to other people that are not going to be in the same experience as you are not occupying the same spaces, not understanding. Um, I've been everything from the token Latina to the Latina that is embraced. And I haven't always, um, I haven't always resisted some of those, those roles because I know that, you know, I might have got into this whatever this is, because you want a Latina. And I'm going to show you that even though you tokenize me, I will not be tokenized. That's so that's one of the mentalities that I typically have. And mm-hmm. it's, I think that we deserve to be in all these spaces. I mean, we bring a lot to the conversations. And people like to talk about Latinos. They like to talk about, about African Americans. They don't always like to talk to us mm-hmm. about or us. Or with us. Right? Or with us, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, it's not always easy. But uh, again, being unapologetic, but also being respectful about what I bring. And knowing when to code switch in and out, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Is there any? Have you learned, picked up anything as you code switch? Like, or, or you know, what in the, in your experience now? Like, what, what lessons have you learned where you've known with the signals of like, okay, now time's time to code. Yeah, 
well, one is when people don't get the obvious, right? When um, I've heard comments like, oh, you must be the first in your family to go to college. So it takes a lot for me to stay in character and not let the little eyebrow pop up mm-hmm. or just want <laughs> to get, yeah, or get the little <laughs> aquane bottle going. Um, and so I've learned to to hear stereotypical comments. I would never stand for anything that is extremely offensive, racist, or deficit view but if it's uh, one of those innocuous racist comments like people assume that I'm the first to go to college in fact I'm the fourth in my family and I was very privileged to have older cousins that went to you know really solid universities um, but I really try to understand like okay what is am I what will I win by pushing back and where do I need more latitude mm-hmm. so that this person who likes me because I'm quote unquote different will also like me enough to support me when I move in this direction mm-hmm. that will actually have an impact and change. Um, so I try to be mindful of that. There are times where it all comes out. You it's know, hard. I, I feel the blood <laughs> boiling. I feel like I just can't. And, and I'm okay. And I have to forgive myself for those moments where I mm-hmm. do become that stereotypical angry Chicana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I try to be very, very mindful of when that's starting to happen. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to walk away reflecting. What did I do to trigger mm-hmm. that? They're going to wa- walk away reass- reaffirming their stereotype, yeah. you know? Oh and so, gosh, so I try hard. to be, yeah, it's hard to navigate. It's hard to navigate these spaces. And it's hard because you you keep on proving yourself. And every time there's a new opportunity or a new uh, position, you have to prove yourself all over again. And that's something that I think is very unique to us women of color. Yeah, definitely, right? This is an extra challenge, an extra burden, on top of just being a woman. Why don't we separate the Latino, even though it's hard to separate, right? Because we are both. But um, can you think about your experience as a woman? And um, how has that been in in your leadership and breaking into these these, uh, spaces that are not always so welcoming to women? Well, for me, it's being a woman and being a mom, right? Because um, I do have two kids, a five- and a seven-year-old. I have to travel a lot for work. I'm breaking a lot of gender norms. My husband is the one that is the stay at home, not stay at home, he's a teacher and he's an educator and has a career, but he's mainly the, the main he provider. Doesn't he doesn't have he to doesn't travel. He doesn't travel. Like you, do. mm-hmm. you know, and so we're, we're really breaking some gender roles here. He's the one that stays home with the kids while I travel. Um, I have, you know, a position that puts me in a lot of visible spaces where he's in the classroom. And so I have to say that you almost need to have somebody that's very confident Mm -hmm. in his own skin as a man to understand that it doesn't matter where he's at, we're a team. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that sense, being a woman has definitely, we've reversed some roles there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course, I hate to like, I can't take the Latina part of it because culturally that's not who we're supposed to be Mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of being a mom, you know, I speak a lot about education and parent engagement and I speak about it, but I'm a working mom, so I don't volunteer at my kid's school, and that's mm-hmm. a hard one for me mm-hmm. to not be able to walk the walk, right? I'm very involved in their education, but not on site. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to volunteer in their classroom, and so uh, people don't really know me. They know more my parents, uh, the grandparents, mm-hmm. so it's, you know, being a woman, I also have a village, thank God, because they're able to extend my capacity as a mom. Yeah. But it's not, I'm yeah. definitely not the only mom. There's grandma mom, there's mom, there's thea mom. Mm-hmm. There's many of us that have to 
come together. The village taking care yeah. of, of, uh, of your beautiful children. Well, um, it, I've, I've appreciated working with you and here with you know, Opposites All Women and All Latinas. Yeah. I think there is definitely a bringing your whole self to work because every single time you come to the office, we get an update on what's going on with Bobby <laughs> with and Maguita. So, yeah. um, and you know, I, I think that's a beautiful thing because I don't know yeah. if it, it, a lot of people don't feel comfortable doing that. And so I think it's great that you yeah. you uh, make it be known that there's so much more to you than all of your leadership. Mm. There's also your whole family and, yeah. and how involved you are with that. And I think that it recreates a really welcoming space every time oh, you, thank you, you join us here at the office, which is great. Although often you travel. Um, let's talk about your 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 title of uh, state on the State Board of Education in California. Um, what has that meant for you and for your family? Yeah. And what have you learned um, in this? It's been, what, a year now? It's two years. Two years. Wow. Um, well, I learned that it's a lot of work. I learned that I have a lot of support. And I learned that unlike many, and I can't speak for them, but I'm assuming for some of my colleagues, for me, it's such personal work because we know that, like many of us, our students that are going through the K-12 system right now, this is the only way that they're going to change their odds and their outcome, right? Education is the only way. It's so transformative. It could give them that path to, towards mobility or it could uh, take, take them somewhere else. So every time I go to the state board, I feel like I need to be extra prepared, that I carry the weight of my community, that it, whatever I say represents every single Latino student, every single student of color. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it just means a lot of responsibility. And I, don't, I take it very seriously. Um, and being the only Latina so far, you know, we had a Latina before um, she stepped down and I'm the only Latina. I just take every decision, every vote, vote so personal. And I think that it's my, I have an obligation to be accessible to people and to represent Latinos well. And maybe no one has that expectation of me, but I have it of myself. Mm -hmm. And so even though it's like, quote unquote, a part time, it just, uh, it really dominates a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. and a lot of my lot of mental research, time. Right? I do a lot. It's like doing a whole doctorate program all over again, except mm -hmm. this one has real implications. Mm -hmm. Like, no one read my dissertation. Where <laughs> can people no. find it? Yes, you can find my dissertation. Please be the one download. <laughs> a space of their own, symbiotic relationships. Um, no, but, you know, now it's like, it's real. Like, what I vote on will have an impact in someone's life. And so that's a responsibility that, for me, I take very, very seriously. But it also, I think it's... Um, when students come to the board or communities, I want them to see a Latino on that state board. I want them to feel like, oh, you know what? That's not so impossible. Like, she's there, and mm -hmm. I just kind of got appointed by accident, I think, you know? And so I want to be that person. And I'm not saying that, I, that I'm a role model, but at least... Of course you are. Yes, of course. Well, but at least a symbol of possibility. Mm -hmm. um, okay, just to, to kind of wrap it up... Mm -hmm. um, in reflecting, and I think many of us have been involved in a lot of like Latina leadership programs, yeah. and, and we've seen more and more Latinas take up these spaces. Um, what do you do to bring others up now that, that mm -hmm. now that you're in the in these places and, and you're becoming such a well-known figure? Yeah, what are the you. ways that you mentor others, and mm -hmm. and what do you like? How do, why is that important to you? Um, I never say no to a request. Like if somebody reaches out and wants to have coffee, or they want they they call it flash mentorship. Oh, is that what the uh, new yeah, word is? Yeah, yeah. Millennials are a lot more savvy than we ever were because they'll find you on LinkedIn and they'll research I'm still you. A millennial, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just barely. 
Okay, I'm not. I'm Generation X. Um, but I, I, when people reach out, I'll never say no, in mm-hmm. particular Latinas, but Latinos too, or anyone, any woman. And so I'll meet with them. And, you know, it's not always easy. We're busy people. But you can never be busy to cultivate talent and to be accessible to someone else. Because if we don't do it for our own uh, the younger mujeres, no one else will, right? Mm-hmm. And and I also think that I could learn a lot from from some of the younger up and coming Latinas. I I don't think I will ever stop learning, right? I'm a lifetime learner. I can mm-hmm. learn from people's experiences, from just their skills. I mean, all of my staff they're younger, and I learn from all of them. But I think being accessible, and I have to say a quick story. I mm-hmm. got appointed to the state board because of a young woman who used to be an intern of mine. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And so she was an intern at LAUSD, and I tried my best to mentor her. She was amazing on her own. And when she was in an opportunity in in a position where she could give names for Mm -hmm. the state board, she thought about me. That's great. And so this is like paying it forward. Mm -hmm. You never know who your next boss will be. You never know who the next person. You should never help people because of who they may become. But I think that paying it forward looks like that. Mm -hmm. This was an intern. I, you know, I mentor her. I wrote her letter of recommendation when she went on to Berkeley and Harvard, brought her back to work with us when I was in LAUSD. And then she went on to be the successful person that she was meant to be Mm because she was a a very strong uh, young Latina. And she put my name down. And that's all it took for somebody to say, I think Felisa would be good on the State Board of Education. That's awesome. And and she was my intern and became a dear friend. And at the end of the day, you know, she remembered that when she needed that guidance, I, I Hopefully, she remember that I provided that to her. <laughs> okay, lastly, because I do ask the same three questions of all of our okay. guests. And it's these are very difficult questions. The first one, and um, I should have told you beforehand. So I let's know. see what you come up with. <laughs> what would be your, your telenovela name? If you were a telenovela, it could be about your life or your talent, like if it was your your character's name. Uh, it would be Violeta Montserrat. Oh, my God. I, love <laughs> I thought it. about it. It's strong. It's mysterious. I love it. Violeta Montserrat. Violeta Montserrat. Yes. And then um, Latinos, we have amazing snacks. What is mm-hmm. your go-to comfort snack? Uh, okay, this is where I'm Chicana, I think, because <laughs> it's not like the Mexican traditional thing. Um, I have to say yogurt. I know that's, but I'm like always looking after my weight, my, my weight. So yogurt with a little bit of granola. That's great. You know, you're not the first one to say, say that on the podcast. I know, so you're not it's alone. a little boring. <laughs> and then lastly, if you had a chancla mm-hmm. to throw at, at a person, place, thing, concept, thought, who would get your chancla? Big chancla mixed with the huarache to this administration. Yes. <laughs> to this administration that reminds us daily how we're not wanted, that reminds us daily of why the vote went wrong. Um, yeah, to this administration, we're here mm-hmm. and we contribute and we're American and we should be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that's also a frequent rece- recipient of the yeah, chancla. Yeah, I know. Well, thank you so much. I, we will put a, a little bio about you in our notes. And thank you. We appreciate the interview. Thank you, uh, Brenda. Thank you. Yay. That was fun. I know. It's so fun. It's so fun. Hi, besties, and welcome to I Am Besties. I'm Stephanie Ramirez. And I'm Vanessa Casares. We're two Latinas coming together to create a space for heart-to-heart chit-chats on everything that matters. From relationship advice to empowering women, exploring spiritual insights, and healing trauma, we've got it all covered. We're your go-to besties, sharing personal stories, and bringing on inspiring guests for an engaging and entertaining listening experience. I Am Besties, where you'll find laughter, love, and a supportive sisterhood. Join us and be a part of the family.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.